0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. Ay mi gente, I'll say it, (laughs) sorry, I said it before and I'll say it again. I've missed you all so, so much and I'm sending you the biggest virtual hug that I possibly can. through This microphone, all right, me hint this. So, on my end, this this week's been a little little crazy just because I've had certain projects and deadlines due, but that does not mean that podcast content isn't going to be up weekly. I'm not sure if I've said this before on the podcast, but I know I've shared it before on an IG live that I've had, and I want to kind of address it a little bit before we go into some juicy facts and the rest of this episode. But, mi gente, so I've been asked before, Estrella, how how are you a student and still uploading content for your podcast? And, well, here's the thing, mi gente. Well, one, I do love school. Like, I know so much comes with it in regards to it being a huge roller coaster. Like, you may think you have it all 100% figured out, but then we, you know, sometimes things happen, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, and then deadlines. and But it still gets done either way. So it's like I kind of crave to want to overcome those obstacles, hence, me gusta la mala vida. Ugh, why grad school? Yeah, my sticker, it's it's on the website, com. if you want to check it out. Now me hint this, so, you know, there's definitely that. And then number two, I just, I see this podcast as my baby and... Because it is my baby, I can't go one day without feeding it. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be alive. And I'm not talking about in the sense like I have to be posting on the social media platforms like IG and TikTok every single day. No, I do post content weekly. That's something that I've ingrained in myself to say. Where I'm like, okay, I upload weekly. But the other thing to me, gente, is that even just the brainstorming that I do for the podcast, like the days I don't upload. Or even just like the positive self-talk or the rest that I do when I'm doing all those things on the days I'm not uploading, that's me in a sense feeding the podcast to still stay alive. Because remember, if Estrellita doesn't take care of her, then, uh, (laughs) and then three, well, I'm going to just be super honest, even though I think I've been pretty honest to this point. Um, (laughs) But all right. So how can I say this? I'm, I'm just flat out single. Like, ugh, I really don't know how to say this. And the reason why I, I think this is kind of important to bring up, especially for my is that maybe they feel like, uh, like kind of in a rut because there are those specific boys. Um, yeah. So the thing is, Miha, when you don't have a vato in your life that only gives the bare minimum, You save yourself a lot of energy, so much energy. And I know on IG and TikTok, I've made posts about this. I don't think I've uploaded an actual episode that says this, but I'll say it anyways. It's like, obviously, well, if you have a really good guy in your life who, you know, you two mesh well, that's great. However, if you're someone where you found yourself similar to my experience where There's a vato that's giving the bare minimum, and you find yourself like wanting to be like, hey, like give me more. Oh, maybe if I do this, they'll give me more. Yeah, that's a lot of time and energy. And once I cut out those types of guys in my life, I realized that I'm like, okay, if I was able to do all this for a bare minimum guy when I was trying to ask him for, you know, attention, all that stuff, imagine. All that energy and time I can put into my podcast. And well, that's why I upload weekly. (laughs) Don't worry. This isn't me like saying, oh no, like I'm closed off on love. No, no, no. That's that's not the point. What I'm saying is just like put your time in a place where it's always going to bring value to you. Like obviously if the relationship or the person is a value of you because you're both so good together and healthy for each other, then that's great. But if that's not really the case mija it's it's okay like you can find other stuff to like help you that will grow like always just make sure me to that you put your energy and your your valuable valuable time into things that are going to help you grow that are going to help you in the long run you know what I mean and yeah <laughs> I kind of hope that answers the question but that's just something I'm like I really feel like plays a huge factor in how I'm able to do all these kinds of things. Because I remember with like past partners, because like I was always a workaholic, as many of you know, and I've always found a way to like do all these classes while doing extracurriculars, doing research, senior thesis with whoever I was with at the time. And I was able to, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I was able to do all these things so that I'm like, okay, if I could do all of that, well... Again, hence, Cafecito con Estrellita being able to get content uploaded weekly. All right, mi gente, so I just realized that the first five minutes of this episode is me just being more transparent than I actually thought I ever would be, but that just shows that I'm getting very comfortable with all of you. But again, that's because I want to be your friend, you know? (laughs) Anyways, mi gente, um, let's go ahead and switch the conversation over to grants. Let's talk a little bit about it, especially for my grad students. So grants are essentially things that, not things, but they're like financial aid that students can apply to in order to get funding for grad school. And um, about, it was earlier this week, I was actually researching for grants that I could apply to. Now, the grants I was researching to apply to weren't necessarily for school itself, because right now with the package I got for my program, I'm pretty much covered for this year. But next year I'm gonna to have to figure something out. But anyways, besides the point that earlier this week I was searching for grants to apply to for the podcast because I didn't know this until I kept researching, but there's actually grants for small businesses, there's grants for podcasts, and then there's just like other student grants. And if you like keep looking, you might have some some luck after applying eckies. And as I was like looking, I came across this database that I really want to share with all of you. And I'm also going to make sure I link it in the show notes below, but it's called, let's see, hold on. My face is kind of in a weird angle to make sure I can still read the computer screen. So it's all about Grant's podcasts and it's basically a website and it's it emphasizes how grants are designed for investigators, fellows, students, research administrators, and others that are curious about the application and award processes in regards to grants and topics. And it's like, it has so much good information and, well, of course it would have good information because I'm bringing it up, but it's like, for example, one of their topics is like letters of support, writing a fellowship application, um, and Sorry, I almost lost my voice for a second. Um, NIHS's biosketch requirements, assembling the right team. Like, it's pretty niche in regards to like guiding whoever is applying for these grants to like have better luck with it. And I, I really want to link it in the show notes because I feel like this is one of the most resourceful things I found thus far in regards to assisting students. To figure out the financial things with grad school and stuff. Because here's the thing, we had to like, I'm all about higher ed. Like, you know this, hence the creation of Cafecito con Estarita. But it's just like, yes, there are programs, grad programs that you can qualify for FAFSA. Or you get a grant, you get a stipend, you get a fellowship, whatever it may be. But sometimes it's not, it, it really isn't enough. It's not, and there's grad students that like outside of being full-time students, doing research, whatever it may be. Their their teaching hours, their clinical hours, literally whatever their programs may require them of, they still have to go the extra mile a lot of it, a lot of the times to get like side gigs or more than one side gig to be able to like literally pay to eat, pay to afford to live, everything, and. That's why once I came across this database, I'm like, okay, like I want to make sure I share it with all of you because maybe if you know you take the time to sit down and research different grants or fellowships or scholarships you can apply to and you get funding for it, then maybe you won't have to work those two extra gigs while being a grad student. Maybe you can only work one gig. Whatever can help you financially in the best sense because ugh, we all know this man that like El dinero really is an important resource tool. It's not everything. It, I don't. I don't want you to think I'm saying that. But what I am saying is, it's it's an important resource tool because we need it enable enable <laughs> to be able to get you know bills met, be able to feed ourselves, be able to treat ourselves to self care options. And by self care options, it could literally be you going to get your iced coffee at Starbucks. Yes, we can make coffee at home, but literally like. Just being able to drive and go through the drive-through is like the fun experience in itself. And well, to get there and to get the drink, it's all money and ugh. But yeah, so I'm going to make sure to share this in the show notes below because I don't know who I may assist, but I hope that it can gear you in the right direction. And who knows, maybe like, you know, if you're anything like me, like you'll start looking at something and then you end up researching more and more and you might end up finding other deep stuff that like... Even I never knew about, but there's definitely all that, mi gente. All right, mi gente. So we're going to go ahead and transition into the next topic, which involves TikTok. Now, I know many of us have indulged in the funny, informative, yet whew, type of content. And the type of content I kind of want to like dissect a little bit is the content on many TikTok now and i think a lot of you have come across it in the sense across it in the sense that these these individuals that are promoting oh you shouldn't go to college because it's just a waste of money when if you just work all these jobs after high school and just save it you can invest it and then something 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 or i know i saw this tiktok one time of a person saying We live in the U.S. and there are jobs everywhere. If you are poor, then that is your something, something. Mm. Okay, so I do not... Okay, so for those individuals that are creating that type of content on money TikTok, I don't know if they're first gen. I really don't know their background. I really don't know if maybe their parents had a good idea of how the financial sense world works and kind of planted the seeds into those money TikTok creators, if that makes sense. I don't know that. I I really don't. But what I do know is that many of us as first-gen Latinx individuals, we're paving the way. And the last thing that I think we all need right now as we're trying to go through the academic social barriers while getting the degree, while getting the experiences to either go to grad school or nine to five, the last thing we need to hear are individuals that maybe they aren't first gen that we're somewhat guided saying, oh, you going to college and that degree is not going to, mm, no. So uh, this episode, this this segment, let's talk about it. Me hit this. So here's the thing. As first gen, we have to start somewhere. We really do. And I'm going to be as transparent as I can. So I graduated from UCSB and right after UCSB, in my original program, I got in like three weeks after and then three weeks after I actually landed like my nine to five job and I was getting paid, I'm going to say it was less than $20 an hour. That's where I'm going to leave it at. And I had chosen the route to like work and go to school at night, kind of like I'm doing still now, because that was just something I knew I personally needed for my growth in regards to academics and still making income because again, we we got to live, you know, we got bills to pay and everything. Now I wasn't making so much money, especially cause like I came, you know, went straight, came straight from UC, a UC, landed a job that wasn't like paying me 50,000 a year. But like, again, you got to start somewhere. So it's like just being able to get a job right after graduation and it be paying more to the minimum wage. I I believe was a step in the right direction. And sure, it may not feel like it because I know a lot of our parents, they want to hear and see that like, oh, right after we get our BA or BS, we're going to be working jobs where they pay us 55000 a year, like right away. But the thing is, it doesn't always work like that. And as first gen, that's why I, I created this space to continue supporting us. We have to start somewhere. And sometimes it will feel unmotivated because we're expecting to get paid like, all this extra money because we have the degree, but that's not the case. So when we're hearing things like money talk saying, and I'm only talking about when they're saying that um, university degrees don't matter, that's when my, my skin just tingles because it's like, because, all right, the way that I can describe it. So we step into our foot into those Jobs, right? That need the bachelor's degrees, but maybe they're not paying that much. Okay. So we put we put our foot in the door and we're working in that field. We're working in that field. So then eventually we're, we'll move up. You know, just depends on the company or the area you're working in. And then you gain your experiences and then you can go to another job. X, X, you know, you keep going up the ladder. So then whenever you have children or maybe tu hermana, hermano, tiene niños, whatever it may be, then... You'll be able to give more guidance to the younger ones. So then, once they are going through higher ed, they'll be like they'll be able to learn from the stories and experiences that we gained right now, the first gen that are right now. So then they know, okay, while I'm sitting for my undergrad degree, I should consider going to community college first because I'll save money. And while I'm doing that, going to community college, taking my classes, working my part-time job, I can also, like, teach myself things. And teach myself things in the sense where it's, like, it brings me growth or value. I could teach myself how to do, how to somewhat understand stocks at a young age or how to, like navigate maybe being a virtual assistant, any of those things. And then once, you know, those little ones do it, then when those little ones get older and then they tell the next little one, like, you know, like that's what I think it means to be breaking generational cycles. It's like for for us, the first gen right now, it's not going to be easy because we're putting our first foot in the door. But the generation's... After us will definitely thank us, and they will be in a much better position most likely due to the knowledge we can share with them. Does that make sense? And I want to make sure that stays in all of our minds right now that we're first gen, and you know we're still gonna be first gen because when I start to hear many TikTokers just saying and the ones that are saying that school doesn't matter it's kind of like okay well that's not very helpful like I get it I get why you're saying all this but don't minimize other people that are trying to do the right thing they're just not doing it the way that you're doing it because you may have had someone that mentored you and maybe if they say no I didn't I just figured it out well that's that's really great but just again Don't be minimizing other individuals that maybe chose the higher ed route or maybe chose something, something. Like I know earlier today, well again, I was on TikTok. I saw someone saying that like, oh, why would you study so many years to like be a doctor if you could just be a virtual assistant or a business owner and potentially earn way more in a less amount of time. And just when I see, I know everyone is valid to their own opinion, but when I see things like that, I'm like, why do you have to do that? Like, I mean, I never see, I mean, at least me, I haven't seen first gen that go through college downplaying people that don't go to college and aren't working jobs that require college degrees, if that makes sense. So it's just like, why do I personally see more of the creators that didn't choose higher ed bringing down or whether it's subconsciously or not, the individuals that are trying to like get those types of degrees? Because here's the thing, like if you're going to go to medical school or if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to go to medical school or you're going to go to nursing or whatever it may be, grad school, you are literally doing it not only from the hard work that comes within you, but you're doing it from your heart because that's so many years. So when I see other people trying to bring that down, like, oh, why would you spend all that time if you could just do this and that? And they actually kind of mean it. It's like, can you kind of check yourself, please? Because you don't see people that are trying to go into med school, trying to go into the nursing field, bringing down other individuals You know that maybe chose a different route. And and I'm talking about the ones that like promote it on the content because it's like, but yes, but again, maybe it's just me that's feeling this certain way. <laughs> we'll see, mi gente. All right, mi gente. So that that was kind of a rant, or it was a big rant. But I hope that made a good point. Now, mi gente. So I'm sure for those of you that have you know heard and been around my content for a while. You might have caught on that. I like to look for solutions. I I really do. Like, first and foremost, it's important to disclose whatever feelings or information a person has in regards to a certain topic, equis, equis. Pero también just saying like, oh, this stinks isn't, you know, it's not helpful either. So when I started to feel a certain way about like the money TikTokers devaluing the higher ed experience or devaluing the efforts of students that are trying to pursue like doctor degrees, medical degrees, eggs and just saying things like oh just get you know make more money doing this okay okay so i literally created an ig post this was a few weeks back but i wanted to make sure i brought it up today so after like i i felt what i was feeling i ranted to my sister <laughs> Um, I created a post that was literally a to-do list for first-gen students. It's back on my IG if you want to scroll it. Now, hold on. If you hear noise in the back, it's because I'm picking up my muy busy planner from hija de tu Madre because I wrote it in the notes section, how I pinpointed the the first-gen to-do list. So I'm going to read to you one, two, eight. Number one, study, research, rest. Journal, heal, break generational stigmas, cafecito o tecito, repeat. Now, you may think, okay, Estrella, why did you create a list of things first-gen students should consider doing after you disclosed all your information and feelings, not just to my little sister the moment that I did, but also on this podcast episode? Well... The reason why is because I felt creating this list was a solution in itself because it's an action and it required a lot of reflection and analyzation on my end. So I want to analyze it a little bit. Well, number one, of course I mentioned study because this could go for undergrad or grad students. Like we're paving the way, we're breaking generational cycles because again, as long as we keep moving, then whichever route it may be. Then our our future little ones, future family members, they will have a much better guidance because we could guide them based on our experiences. And because a majority of my listeners are first-gen students, studying is number one because we got to keep going towards those degrees. Got to start somewhere. Then number two, research. Now, I'm not just talking about research like when you're a grad student having to look for articles to then write your research paper, start planning for your dissertation or maybe your senior thesis project during undergrad? No. I mean, yes, of course. But also when I mentioned research, I meant in the sense where it's like, okay, so let's say your day you spend studying for like two hours and then you research when it's your time to research for like school stuff for like another two hours, obviously take breaks in between. Then the next two hours of that research time, you could research like how to start podcasting. I know I'm a podcaster, but like, you know what I mean? You could research how to start podcasting or you could research, how can I find a job right after college? Or you could research grad programs you're interested in because a lot of grad programs, even though, you know, a lot of them require the statement of purpose, letters of recommendation, you have to put in the time to research the other prereqs that they may need or the other requirements or the types of classes or examinations they will have you do at the end of your program, like research all those things to make sure that your your program meets your needs. So we got study, we got research, and then three is definitely rest. And then journal. And the reason why I put in journal is because while you once you're done studying, once you do your research, not just your research for your academic stuff you're doing right now, but also research for things that like you can teach yourself or research... Programs that you're looking into applying in the future, like anything that will go back to benefiting you and will bring your growth up. And then you got to rest. And then after resting, you're going to journal. And when you're journaling, you're probably going to, well, one, journal your feelings most likely, your thoughts, how your day was, whatever it may be for you. And then you're probably going to end up journaling your thoughts on the things you researched about. And then if you're like, okay, let me me. I'm journaling. So I researched how to start a podcast. Okay. And I, if I, if I keep up this podcast while I'm a student, this, this could eventually bring me a passive income while I'm a student. And while it's bringing me passive income, then while I'm still studying, it's like, let's say maybe I don't get the biggest grant or the biggest fellowship, like for the next school year or the next, you know, scholarship. I, at least I can rely on some of the income from the passive income I make for my podcast after doing it for a long time, eccies, eccies, And then you're journaling all that. You start to brainstorm. You start to, and I know I'm bringing up podcasting, but this could literally be anything. Maybe like you, you research how to, how to do a sticker shop. And then, you know, kind of like I know um, Maddie from Academic Mommy, she had mentioned at one point that when she started her sticker shop during her grad school journey, um, she had did it to help fund her doing um, the conferences and research and eccies for her project she was doing during grad school. So things like that. And then after you're done journaling, you need a heel. (laughs) Because as first gen, we carry so many things on our shoulders, like not only the academic and social stigmas, but also when we're hearing things from people that try to downplay the higher ed system, it can be a lot. I mean, I just spent like almost 10 minutes ranting about that because I'm like, I'm trying to uplift my first gen henta over here for long, hopefully long-term success that will help our future generations. And then we have people that are saying, higher ed don't value. We're doing it wrong. Like, huh, you know? So healing has to be part of the to-do list. And then number six, well, again, after we're, we continue, well, we're always going to heal. But once we have that that session of healing, as we continue to heal, we're breaking generational stigmas, like healing and journaling in itself, like like cut out studying and researching, like healing and journaling in itself is breaking generational stigmas because since a lot of our guardians did not experience therapy, did did not go through healing, whatever traumas they had encountered and still carried, it was passed on to us. So like us trying to heal is already like breaking that. And then, well, I was going to leave it at cafecito, but like to drink cafecito, but I also put otecito because one of my good friends, Jennifer from Academic Latina, followed her on IG. She doesn't drink coffee (laughs) and she's a PhD student. So I'm like, okay, I need to honor Los individuals that are like, you know, my wonderful Jennifer that aren't coffee people. And my little sister's not a coffee person either. So I also put the cito. And then I put repeat um, for number eight on that list. And well, again, it's just like, I'm sorry if you heard noise. I was putting my journal down, but planner. But that's what I mean, by gente. I felt a certain way after seeing all this content. And I'm like, why higher ed is important? And if we continue to guide ourselves together, mi gente, gente, we will make it through. And then obviously after seeing all that, I was like, okay, I need to do something. I I just can't like have the feelings bottled up. And then that's when I made my to-do list. And well, yeah. (laughs) All right, mi gente. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure you've all caught on right now. I've been thinking about all of you a little more than usual. That's why I'm I've been dissecting and breaking down my thoughts on individuals that try to bring down our first gen higher ed experience. Because, mm. you know, I have a platform. I want to make sure I use it to like uplift all of us, you know? But before we conclude this episode, I want to bring up one more thing. And I'll probably go into more detail about it on a future solo episode, just because. I feel like if I were to dissect what I'm going to bring up next on this episode, this would probably turn into a 45-minute, and I usually leave those 45-minute episodes for the interviews, so let's just jump right into it. All right, mi this. so the reality is, in el mundo, and it's no secret, there's, there's a lot of negativity, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in your cohort, in your grad program, whether it's maybe in your current household. Like there's there's just, negativity is just always around. It can be anyways, it can be. And well, at least for me in the past, I've had my fair share of negativity types of environments. And well, the only thing I want to say, one of the things that helped me stay strong and always power through, the negative environments I encountered or the negative situations I had encountered to still be the growth, to still be with that growth mindset I have now and to be in the position where I'm in right now. The thing that always held me together was like the moment I would get so much negativity thrown at me, I would counterattack with immense, I'm talking about an immense amount of self-positive talk. It wasn't easy. But I promise you, I kept doing it, and well, that's where I'm at right now. And what I want you to take away with this, Miente, is that if you're in a situation or you know, a certain environment that isn't the most uplifting, I literally want you to consume, like over consume yourself with positivity in the sense where it's like, okay. So when you're being told or shown certain negative actions, I want you to literally like be able to talk to yourself like, okay, I'm going to use me as an example. Okay, Estrella, this wasn't the best situation and you were being put down a lot because of the beliefs you have with higher ed in an environment with people that don't really believe in it the same way that you do. I know it was a lot, Estrella, but remember... They aren't you, so you know what you are capable of. You are awesome. You've been through this much so far in higher ed. You're going to keep going, and you're going to succeed. So that's like an example of positive self-talk I would give myself, and then I would just keep going while crying sometimes, of course. But what else I did too, because sometimes positive self-talk, sometimes I didn't always feel like I had the energy to do it. Especially like when you know, like I'm being super transparent right now. When like there's just so much negativity, sometimes it's just hard. Like you can't even find it within yourself. So then, that's when I would actually. <laughs> that's why I've said it before on a TikTok. I really hope I can be on a TED Talk one day, because I I still do watch TED Talks, but I used to watch TED Talks way way more during the most negative time. During the times of my life where I was in the most negative type of environment situation like i would literally like and i at that time i didn't know what podcasts were but it was TED talks for me like i would watch the TED talks like one of my most favorite ones is fake it till you become it and i would just hear TED talks like i would literally consume TED talks like all the time whenever i was just feeling my lowest or i would just engage in like growing type of content and of course, it wasn't always easy because after you know you're thrown so much negativity, you need some time to like cry, you know kind of kind of let yourself have that moment because it's normal we're human, but just don't let it go for too long where you don't give yourself positive sub talk or you don't overly consume positive media because it's true it's just like when the it just, it makes logical sense, at least to me, where it's like, if you're getting so much negativity where you can't even like breathe sometimes, you have to counterattack with so much positivity, you know, and and then go from there. So with all that being said, mi gente. Again, I can go into more detail about this type of topic, but for a future episode, but you know what time it is, we definitely have to be going over our quote of the day and I'm not going to read one of mine right now, but I'm going to go ahead and read one from my Hija de tu Madre 2021 planner. Sorry if you hear the noise. Okay, there we go. Okay, I literally just opened to the, not the first page, but I already had it opened in the March section, but I went ahead and just opened it on a random page where I saw the first big quote. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. Success is its own reward. But failure is a great teacher to and not be feared. And let me see which month. This was for the month of August. So if you buy this this 2021 planner, you'll probably see it. I think I think there's only a few left on the com website. But if not, well, I can keep reading some quotes from there. But other than that, mi gente, I hope... You enjoyed this week's episode. I missed you all so much. (laughs) Please don't forget to subscribe. Write a review, porfies (laughs) on Apple Podcasts for Cafecito con Estreita, a Latinx podcast that guides first-gen students. Y cuídate. Hablamos pronto.